graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Give him one of those McRibs that we have left over from that big fucking wave, huh? The McRib wave. That was a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I like how McDonald's uses as guinea pigs. Hey, let's see if they'll eat shit on fucking bread, huh? The McShit sandwich. Hey. We'll try it out in a few markets down south and we'll see if it'll work. That makes sense. Look, this year has been an absolute parade of misery. In January alone, Australia was being ravaged by wildfires. Kobe Bryant died. And for a few days, it really seemed like America was about to go to war with Iran. That was all this year. And that was before the coronavirus exploded and everything got even worse. Mass unemployment, evictions, that video of those celebrities singing Imagine. It was really terrible. On top of which, this year saw the deaths of Chadwick Boseman, John Lewis, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, plus the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, for fuck's sake, 2020 made me learn who Carol Baskin is. It made me set up a Google alert for Carol Baskin so I'd immediately know if she was ever convicted for that thing. We're all pretty sure she did. This year ruined lives, jobs, concerts, and sanity. It also brought a new wave of wrenching videos of police brutality that brought on a national reckoning with race and a ferocious and depressing backlash. And sure, the presidential election ended well, but it was grim to live through. And Trump won't actually leave office till next January. 2020 was absolutely terrible. And I really hope next year is going to be better. But the truth is, what happens next is up to all of us. It's going to depend on how willing we are to fight, how well we learn from what's happened, and how much we are able to care about each other. So I don't know what happens next, but I do know what happens now. Please Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero año e felicidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad, prospero año e felicidad. Stay the fuck at home. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you are talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Hello, and welcome to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And my girlfriend is a Jedi. My girlfriend is a Jedi. I know a lot of people, people don't like it when I brag, <laughs> but like I, I've noticed sometimes when I show people my interviews from Comic-Con and stuff like that, like I, like some people are genuinely happy for me. And then I, I know there's people like, Chris, shut, just shut the fuck up. Nobody cares that you got to meet like, you know, celebrity for a couple minutes because they're promoting a fucking, they're promoting something. Um, 
But uh, if you've ever, you know, if anyone has ever seen my Rosario Dawson interview, uh, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> you oh, God. Know. We're going to go on about this. Yeah. I mean, we grew up in the same neighborhood. We hung out in the same places. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure our, our paths right have probably crossed at some point or another. I'm shaking my head at you right now, I swear to I'm God. I would say, you know, I mean, she was probably like, like a cute girl that, like, I probably, I mean, there's tons of cute girls that I grew up with that I sort of just, you know, you know, kicked rocks around because, you know, I didn't have the balls to even try to you know kick it to her but uh you know she played it up you know when when we had our interview and stuff like that and you know she's a hometown girl and she's a fucking jedi you know it's canon it's uh you know mandalorian on disney plus one of the greatest shows and let me tell you i got i gotta say you know like when uh that show the boys came to amazon and like it was like season two or whatever season two and people were all complaining that like it wasn't it didn't come all out all out at once and like you know, people have gotten so fucking spoiled nowadays with shows. Like like they they've gotten so spoiled. I don't like binging a show. You know, like if there's a show, even the the shows that I love, oh, you know, the shows that I love, 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 love. I watch one episode a day. Because if you like a show, you know what it is when you binge watch a show. You watch a show and you like after like the third or fourth hour, it doesn't feel special anymore. You know, if you spread yeah, it out, I mean, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, you've seen like. Um... Do you know the the YouTube? Uh, his name is uh, Chris Stuckman. No, I'm not familiar. So he he does some movies. He's done a couple of Toonami movies as well. Okay. He's uh, uh, like reviews of Toonami and his love for Dragon Ball and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he said today how um, how like during the pandemic, and he was talking about HBO Max, and we're going to talk about that obviously a little bit later. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go off. Um, so he uh, he was talking about how he can't really enjoy a movie now because you know what's up, what's you don't up, want to just, like binge like it's not memorable you know what I mean mm-hmm. like going to the theater you have a memorable experience yeah it was an event and you remember like the time of night or if you go a little yeah. early and you know, maybe even how you were dressed who you went with but yeah go on I'm sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. That's that's exactly that's exactly where I was going. Yeah, you get like when you watch movies at home, you know. And don't be wrong, you know. There, there, are obviously the many conveniences of watching a movie, but you know, uh, well, I was, I would say, <laughs> people who go to the movies don't pull out their phones every three fucking seconds. But apparently, that doesn't, that doesn't, that that still happens very much. So whenever I go to the fucking theaters, I always get the fucking, you know, I always get these fucking uh, Gen Gen Z. Uh, post millennials who fucking can't go 30 seconds without fucking staring at a, another screen and they pull out their phones every two seconds. But, you know, like when you're at home and there's a movie on, if things get a little, there's a, a break in the, in the, in the action or something like that, you'll check your phone. You'll, you know, some, you know, some people will be right in front of their computer or they have their, their, their iPad or their phone right in their hand as, as they're watching a movie. You know, I'm one of the few assholes that when I go to the movie theater, I actually put my fucking phone in my pocket and leave it there unless I feel it's an emergency. You know, if it rings, I'll, I'll pull it out and try to check it. And even then I'll fucking like hunch over, like, well, you know, break my fucking back hunching over to make sure that the light doesn't bother anybody else. Um, well, I yeah, mean, it's not special. If you've anymore. noticed, if you've noticed is, um, like even Netflix is testing like linear channel or network channel kind of thing over in France to see how it goes, because not everybody wants to watch a series in order you know what i mean so yeah like i'm not you know what i mean like, they don't want to binge well, yeah and that's the whole thing is that like when you're watching a show and even like and that's, that's you know there's these like 
one of the things about watching a show that like you really like is that it feels so special and you're giving it all your attention and you can't you know i guess maybe our brains have been trained for like movies and stuff like that like after two hours three hours you know that's like whenever you hear about a movie being three hours long or god forbid a movie that's four hours long or you know where you, where you hear a movie, oh, the movie's two and a half hours long or three hours long people it blows our minds cause, like you can really get people to pay attention that long uh to a movie yeah so that's the same thing with like the sh- it, with the shows that you I mean, of course, yeah, there's tons of shit that you could put on in the background and just have it be background noise. You know what I'm saying? There's tons of, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, you throw on your Netflix and put on anything and then let it be background noise. But, uh, you know, a show like The Mandalorian, I'm so glad that they have its weekly episodes and there's and there's so much revelations each episode and now mind you you know to our fans you know we have it's we haven't put out an episode in a month unfortunately this is the new this is the new uh regime of the show we're going to put out an episode as much as we can uh you know life in lockdown with my kid up my ass you know i don't have the time i don't get the the time to myself like i used to uh you know my daughter is is a little needy after her mother passed uh you know i'm in lockdown myself which is ex- yeah which is expected and it's totally understandable and stuff like that, you know, she, and a plus, you know, and, and not that I don't want to do my kid, my podcast, you know, you shouldn't do a show if you can't do it in front of your kid or whatever, you know, but it's also, you know, uh, it would interrupt my flow and, and, you know, maybe we'll get to a point where I can record while she's at home and stuff like that. But, you know, my daughter, she's either going to make a lot of fucking noise and the podcast is going to be like me talking with like, a, you know, TikToks playing in the fucking background that everyone's going to hear or, you know, and every two seconds me telling Paul, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because trust me, I ain't, ed- I ain't editing that shit out. It's going to be me every five minutes telling Paul, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that gets really And I can't properly record, you know, and fans, long, long, long term fans of the show. Remember her older brother, who's like 17 now, he was five or six when I first started this podcast and he would come and talk, you know, he'd come in the background, you know, and so uh, you know, we have to do, you know, we kind of have to move our schedules or we can make the planets align and my, my daughter's not home so I can record where I can record comfortably. I don't want to fucking be up here like, you know, and there's, there's other products, you know, a lot of people are doing like, people are like streaming stuff and playing games online and doing Twitch and all that other good stuff. And, and, you know, I don't have the luxury to do that. You know, people who Twitch and stuff like that, do they have kids? <laughs> you know, people who, who do YouTube videos every day, you know, uh, you know, they must have a babysitter. They, you know, there's, you can't tell a 10 year old, you know, Oh, daddy's got to talk to a bunch of strangers right now. And, uh, you know, a 10 year old's not going to understand that. <laughs> just lock her kids away. Yeah. And it's, and it's also like, you know, I also want to give my daughter attention. Once again, like I said, her mother just passed away. And, you know, the, these are her formative years. You know, I don't want, you know, Chris Rock said, you know, keep them off the pole. You know, I don't want, you know, your mom died and you ignored me because you were doing your podcast and now I fucking fuck strangers for money. I don't want that shit to fucking happen. So I actually have to, you know, be a parent and, you know, spend time with my children and pay attention to my child i say children i have one child but it feels like i have fuck you know to, to pay attention to my child and be there for my child so you know i don't you know i don't have that you know <laughs> you know it's not she's she's on the pole 10 years from now like dad you did this you know so you know as much as i love the podcast and as much as it's been part of my life you know, a strong part of my life for the past eight years almost a couple months will be nine years you know i have to you know life kind of gets in the way and you kind of have to and trust me i want to keep doing the podcast and and i love doing the podcast uh but just you know life is life hasn't given me the convenience right now to, to, to do as much as i you know do an episode as frequently as i like to um but while we're here let's talk about how my girlfriend is a jedi my girlfriend is a jedi. so no <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but uh, and once again, you know, those shows, they, they, like a show like The Mandalorian and, and spoilers, and it's funny because this usually would be the nerdy news, but fuck it, I'm going to put it up on top of the show. Is you know, there's been so many revelations on the show. You know, uh, the baby's name. Uh, you know, the, who's affectionately affectionately been known as Baby Yoda for the past year is Grogu, which I don't know where the fuck they got that from. You know, and it, it just reminds me of that, like Grogu reminds me of Groot for some reason. And they're both like, well, I mean, Groot in the last movie is a teenager, whatever his version of teenage years is. So he's not the cute little baby Groot that everyone fell in love with. But it's like, you know, I am Groot. I am Grogu. I am Groot. Um uh they had they brought uh katie sackoff who was a voice from uh the the clone wars cartoons now i'm gonna be honest with you i have not watched you know i've watched the first two or three seasons of clone wars and then i kind of fell off um so you know all the like the lore that they because and and a lot of people will tell you that the first couple seasons are a little they're all over the place then about by the time season four or five comes along then they start focusing on like you know man you know mandalorians and the mandalorian planet and you know their relationship to the jedi and stuff like that and so <clears throat> i haven't gotten to that stuff yet and, I, and i'm slowly watching episodes on disney plus you know trying to get myself caught up um and you're watching the episodes with, you know, with uh, with young Ahsoka, you know, the, the uh, Anakin's Padawan. And, you know, obviously, you know, that's not, that's not a spoiler. I mean, if she's still alive for the Mandalorian, which, which you know, for those who aren't like super duper fans, Mandalorian takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi. It's five years after the Empire has been allegedly destroyed. But then again, when you watch a show like Mandalorian, you know, it's not like all the ships just automatically stop flying. There's still motherfuckers floating around uh, working shit, trying to bring the Empire back and stuff like that so you deal with a lot of those characters so you know we have you know baby yoda's name is gro gro grogu um they brought uh katie sackoff's character and and once again i'm not super familiar i know she's a she's like a high-ranking mandalorian or she's a high-ranking military officer in the mandalorian and they actually got katie sackoff who you know who was who did the voice in the show to actually play her um i know like the hardcore fans were saying like well if you know if you line up the years she's supposed to be like 50 or 60 well let's mandalorians don't age that long <laughs> you know and speaking of mandalorians even though i don't think he's not officially from mandalore and spoiler, 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 Boba Fett's in the fucking show. Jesus Christ, you know, one of the, you know, one of the, the most loved characters, even though, what, in the original three movies, he only says, like, seven lines <laughs> through the whole, through the, you know, but, you know, Boba Fett's one of those characters that people love, and there's a mystery behind him, and what's his story, and stuff like that. And now, with, with, with a show like The Mandalorian, one, we find out he's still alive after he, you know, he's supposed to fall, he's fallen in the Sarlacc pit, and he's all jacked up and got scars all over him and he's sort of like a you know it keeps himself but like you know for anyone who's watched this last episode you know he could fucking fight and he's got a gaffy stick which like you know which is what like the sand people carry and he's fucking cracking stormtroopers so hard that fucking he's cracking stormtroopers with the gaffy stick so hard that he's breaking fucking armor so you know he's 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 pissed off he's got an agenda uh you know he's he's survived death and you know and he's not <laughs> he's still fucking is super powerful so um you know, that's pretty cool, you know, they're bringing back Tenemora Morrison. And, because uh, I know, like, clones are supposed to age slower, but then again, um, they said, you know, uh, when he had Boba Fett, he said, you know, give me a, make me a clone that doesn't age, or doesn't, you know, age as usual, regularly. So, you know, so, like, when you look at Tenemora Morrison, it sort of makes sense, you know, since it's been, like, 20 years since, you know, the cl- attack, attack of the clones and stuff like that. Um, 
And what else do I have in my notes? Oh, and the le- the last episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. And it, if you remember, like, I don't, did you watch the lab? Are you watching the, the, the Mandalorian? I'm doing all the talking over here. <laughs> I got a, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of got started with season one and never really finished it. So I got to kind of go in. Oh, shit. I mean, I have all this time and I need to do it myself. So I'm going to go do it, but I don't know. Well, th- I mean, they... We've introduced these characters called the Dark Troopers, and they're sort of stormtroopers but robots. So they're like a mix of the the battle droids, the giant, the big battle droids from yes. the prequel movies, mm-hmm. along with they were in um, they were in Star Wars Dark and Dark Forces. Forces yeah, I, even though I yeah. never played the game, but I mean, a lot of friends and people who've played the game, you know, fans uh, are bringing that up that it's from it's from the video game. And the funny thing was, when yep. you watch the animation. They move a little funny, and, and I'm not moving. I don't. Funny is probably not the right word. I mean, for a show that has as big as a budget as The Mandalorian, sometimes Do they have jeans on. Oh yes, oh yes. So there was one scene. Uh, you know, once again, you know, they they crank these episodes out. Uh, you know, in a way where you know, I guess things do get overlooked. <laughs> and and there's one episode where uh, Carl Weathers and. Uh, I want to say Cara Dune. Cara Dune is the name of the is the name of the character, not the, the actress, but the the one the woman that was in a Deadpool and uh, uh, UFC fighter, and she got in trouble for saying like I forgot what it was, she said she said some non politically correct shit. I forgot I forgot exactly what it was, but like there's a lot of people like get her off the show already. Um, but yeah, but there's a scene where they're shooting in a hallway, and then you just see some dudes like arm with a wristwatch and jeans and stuff like that. So technically, I guess it's canon now. And then Star Wars, there are people who wear jeans and short sleeve t-shirts and wristwatches. You know, it's not all robes and, and alien garb. Um, but uh, no, so the the my back to my point is the Dark Troopers, they moved a little funny. And then like you realize that Robert Rodriguez makes all these like super weird CGI movies like Shark Boy and Lava Girl and Spy Kids and 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 then the funny thing is now he's doing another movie now with Pedro Pascal, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. But it's like I want to say it's like on Apple Plus or whatever Apple TV Plus, whatever the fuck that you know, you know. But it's one of those movies. It's and it's in like in the same universe because it's it's later on where like one of the characters says, "Oh, my mom and dad are Shark Boy and Lava Girl." It's like all these. It's like this kids super superhero kids get locked in a vault, but then all the superheroes get killed, so all the kids now have to save the world, which is basically the plot of the Sky High. Um, but that's another. Story. Um, so you know Robert Rodriguez is. But my point is, I think they had Robert Rodriguez's company do the special effects for that particular episode of the mandalorian because the the storm the, the dark troopers walk funny and like if you remember like all those spy kids remember the one where they go to island and there's all these like thumb people there's like people like their like their heads and arms and legs all just made out of thumbs is it so yeah. i like <laughs> like the dark troopers look like those thumb guys the thumb wrestlers so uh I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I got to go back and watch it. And that's the one thing I I haven't watched it yet. But then again, it only came out like two, three days ago. Uh, like every episode of this season so far, I've watched at least once more, once once again. And that shows you how good a show is. Like on, on like on a, where where I have you know fifty thousand streaming services and the internet and YouTube and stuff like that. For me to watch another the same episode that I already watched uh, again. You know, it just shows you how good it is. Uh, and boy, we've been doing a lot of uh, Mandalorian talk. Um, and what, and the episode with Ahsoka uh, was directed by Dave Filoni. And, you know, the big time nerds will know Dave Filoni was pretty much the guy who was the showrunner for uh, Clone Wars. 
And, you know, and he had a lot, you know, he did, he worked on Rebels and, and a bunch of other things, but like, you know, Clone Wars was his baby. Clone Wars was his, um, and the whole thing is that like he, once you watch like the Mandalorian, it makes you realize they should have given the prequel, I mean, excuse me, they should have given the sequel trilogy to, to Dave Filoni. And as much as I love J.J. Abrams, um, you know, and I think J.J. Abrams tried, but, you know, or, or at least like had Dave Filoni, like, and especially, uh, in the second movie, you know, with Ryan Johnson, you know, I'll always hate Ryan Johnson. I'll always hate him for killing, uh, Luke Skywalker. And, and, you know, The Last Jedi was such a fucking horrible, horrible movie that, you know, and it just it goes to show you that those shows didn't those movies didn't have any plan to them because for Ryan Johnson to just step up and and take all these things that were set up in the first movie and throw them out the fucking window uh, proves that they never had a plan for the third movie. You know, at least Dave Filoni had you had you given the movie to Dave Filoni, he would have honored everything that. Uh, and of course, look, and Dave Filoni is having fun now because he's bringing the characters that at one point were fucking CGI in the Clone Wars, and he's bringing them to real life in, in the Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he would have. You know, I'm pretty sure had we gotten you know the Last Jedi written and directed by Dave Filoni, you know, he would probably would have thrown Ahsoka in there. <laughs> he probably would have thrown in uh, Mandalorians from you know from Mandalore and, and stuff like that. Um, so. You know, it shows you that since you know, when once Disney bought, uh, it, it proves they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, and and only Dave Filoni, who's from the old guard, because remember, Clone Wars existed before the Disney buyout, yeah, and when it was one of the few things they said, okay, you know, all these books and all these video games and all this shit were thrown out the window, doesn't matter anymore, but the Clone Wars is the one thing. One of the few things that actually is still canon, along with the original uh, at that at that time, the original six movies. So uh, you know they should have given that movie, they should have given the Last Jedi to Dave Filoni, not fucking. Uh, were you about to say something? Well, I was going to say no offense to your to your girlfriend, but I still thought that they should Had have the voice at least actress. entertained the idea of having the woman that voiced Ahsoka. Yeah, so they could have, uh, and I could, they could have. I can see, you know, with my mind's eye, I can see how they can, they could have used her and they could have, they could have thrown her into makeup and, and she's worn the, right? She's worn the makeup before, right? I'm not going crazy, right? She's, she's cosplayed as her own character, right? Or, or my, yeah. I think so. I mean, I imagine. But, I imagine you know, that. also let's take it to a fact that she's like, you know, she's probably what, 5'2", <laughs> you know, 98 pounds, you know, she's a, she's a little thing. And of course, yeah, ah- Ahsoka in the cartoon, as a, she's a young, young adult, I mean, yeah, she's, but, you know, Rosario Dawson's a fucking Amazon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, and even when you watch, I'm 5'8", I'm like, I'm just average. And then you watch, like, the video with her with me, fucking taller than me, you know? And, you know, she's in shape, she's gorgeous. I mean, they should have done something for the actress. And I, I'd not say throw her bone, because that's not the right way. You know, they should have let her do the voice or something like, but then have Rosario Dawson. I don't know. Or, or maybe like, or no, well, the I, episode, don't, I don't think, okay, I don't there, think there, there is. A, okay. The episode begins with like the episode begins where, and it's kind of a spoiler. Uh, where like ah- Ahsoka there, there's these soldiers that are trying to kill Ahsoka and like, she's kind of doing her Jedi shit, kind of floating and running in between trees and stuff like that and hiding. And you know, she's taking motherfuckers out. Don't get me wrong, but um, they should have gotten the girl to do, who did the voice. Like, like maybe for those scenes while she's calling out from the forest or whatever, let her, let that girl do the voice, you know, or something, you you know, they may, then like I don't know, a fucking a, a tree branch hits her in the throat, and now it's Rosario Dawson. <laughs> you know, or something like that, where you know, then you would have had both both women 
you know, the the original person who's played her for years, especially, you know, and I do, it, it is a burn, especially since they brought in Katie Sackhoff. But then again, Katie Sackhoff before, even before Clone Wars was known big time for fucking Battlestar Galactica. So the girl, I forgot her name. I, I know you, the, the, the actress who played Ahsoka, she's not really known for anything. I mean, I hate to fucking be like an asshole. <laughs> But like you know, I mean, okay, the you know Pedro Pascal, the, the actual star of the Mandalorian, you know, the only other movie I could think remember him being in was like Kingsman, and even then he had a small part in Kingsman. But like you know, Carl Weathers, people know Carl Weathers, the girl who played Cara Dune, people know her from you know, uh, like I said, from Deadpool and her UFC career. Um, you know, they would have been putting an unknown, even though she's known for the character, she's known for being Ahsoka. I don't know. I mean, I get what you're saying, and they should have. You know, uh, they should have honored her all her time playing that character. What? Because that Clone Wars has been out yeah. for what years now? Well, I mean, she was in Clone Wars. She was in Rebels. So it's like, if you're gonna put her in both animated series and you were gonna do a live action, you should have done that. Now, I'll give you, I'll give you this. Rosario like retweeting a lot. Or, yeah, retweeting, sharing all of her stuff. Yeah. So it's not like she's not getting. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like yeah. It's not like Rosario's like, you know, like like who the fuck is that? This other bitch. <laughs> right, but I, I think I think what they're trying to do is, and I don't know why they're trying to do this, but they're trying to because there's this there's this rumor that the reason that Filoni did um, Rosario instead of her, the voice actress, was because she, uh, her, and um, Hayden Christensen went to the same school, so they know each other. So they wanted, you know, they want to give that possibility of having those two on screen because fans want to see that. Well, they did a movie together. But it's just like... There's there's a picture of them hugging... I know. And, I don't remember. I don't remember what the movie was. They, oh, no, did, they did some project. It, may, it might not have been a movie. No, there was a movie together. I think, and I can't remember what it is. Something. I want to say was she in? There was a movie with a record store. I want to hmm. say that she. Was in. I can't think of what it is off the top of my head. But I mean, it's it's eleven eleven o'clock on the dot. I, I can't really yeah. think of it right now. So. It's been a long day. I had a we had to install a new water heater. Yeah. So well, I, don't, I guess they weren't. I guess they weren't in a movie together, but they 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 did go to they did go to the same acting school. Yes. Yeah. So and I I apologize that I'm puffed now. You know, and I guess to slightly uh, change the subject, uh, I went. You know, COVID nineteen. Stay the fuck at home, people. Don't go out. Stay the fuck at home. Wear a fucking mask when you go outside. I got my flu shot. Cause you know it's bad. You know, bad enough things are is as as they are. I said, let me get a flu shot, and I got it. Like we're recording this, uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Last Tuesday, I got the flu shot, and I don't know what happened, but on Saturday, Friday night into Saturday, I got a full on. I don't want to say it was a flu, cause a flu is a lot worse. A flu like it makes you want to die. And even though I did did feel like I want to fucking die, like Friday or Saturday, I got a cold. I got a legit full on 24 hour. I would say. Maybe more than twenty four hours. Not not as much, not as much as like forty eight. Like like a day and a half. I couldn't fucking move. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't do anything. And, you know, I didn't want to get out of bed. Um, but it, but oddly enough, I don't think I got a flu. I think I just got a cold, a cold and uh, knocked me on my ass. So if you hear me coughing, um, and I guess that happens every year. <laughs> every year around this time, I get I get that fucking persistent cough that just never fucking goes. But yeah, so wear your fucking mask, and and I guess let's shift off, let's shift away from as much as you know my girlfriend and my beautiful, beautiful, and her, you know, and then when you take when you think about, it, I also I also interviewed William Shatner, so I've interviewed someone from Star Wars and I've interviewed from Star Trek. Uh, but 
Speaking of COVID and, and scratchy throats, and fucking Los Angeles has been put on official fucking lockdown. We're like everything. everything. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> everything. You can't even walk. You can't even get out of your house. You literally yeah. have to stay in your house. You know, so. And you know, I you know, I know New York City. It's so weird how like New York City, which you know has tons and tons of people from around the world, and I'm pretty sure you know there was a, there was those issues that people the guy had in Staten Island, the bar owner was a fucking asshole. Um, you know, it's so weird how like on the East Coast, or you know, it just feels weird. Like, how is it that New York City can fucking maintain? I mean, the numbers are still fucking crazy, but you know, Los Angeles. You know, I think it's sort of this mentality. Like, there's people who just think the fucking the world revolves around, or, or like, you know, the, like 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 nothing bad's gonna happen to them. I think it's 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 the same thing that happened with the beaches out there, where. Everybody got so fucking pissed because, oh, you, you, you're going to close my beach. So then they flooded a different beach and everybody was there without masks on. These, these people, I mean, it's a lot of younger people that just don't yeah. fucking care. And then they spread it to other people and, yeah, you know, we all get fucked over fucking because combination. of it. And a, you know, a lot of people, you know, and it kills me because what happened was is what really fucking triggered me the other day was I, I was going on Instagram and – <laughs> and you're gonna laugh. Do you remember when they had the the Black Lives Matter uh, 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 you know protest? And then there was a picture of like this one like really hot model, and she came out and she was like wearing like a model dress, and like she walked out in the street. She held the sign that said Black Lives Matter. Her friend took the picture, and then she kind of just like walked away. Like, you know, she showed up to take the picture of the people in the background. And as soon as, like, the camera was done, uh, she she walked away. And it was this very, very pretty Russian model. Now, of course, you know, uh, I was like, oh, let me go let me look this up. So I started following her on Instagram. And, you know, and, the, and that oh, fucking, surprised. and that chick had been, like, you know, after that happened, and literally, literally sending her death threats like that. Like, bitch, I hope die, I'll kill you. You know, because well, um, there were people that were saying yeah. that, you know, and, that, that, and, and don't get me wrong, it, it, it that that video and i don't want to say it was taken out of context because you know i'm not going to defend her just because she's pretty but you know she's saying it was taken out of context but i mean yeah it looks horrible that you're there in like uh an elegant gown to to walk over hold up the sign that says black lives matter have a person take a couple pictures and then as soon as the pictures are done you take you, you know you put the sign on you walk back to the sidewalk it looks horrible well that exact same model <laughs> and i i don't think this is the united states but she, it might be i don't know but she had posted pictures of like in a ski resort and the ski resort just fucking, you know, it, it looks like it's, it's a ski resort. And, and, and it, it's not you know, a lot of these fucking people are posting. I hate when people will post pictures from like before the lockdown where like, you know, they're taking a show of pictures of a party and it's like, you know, now you're infuriating me because I'm thinking you're going to a party with all these people, but it's pre COVID shit. But like she was saying like, no, she was at a ski resort and you know, this was a picture that she like, she just took or whatever. And that shit. So, and the whole thing is that like, I, I know I have friends that ski, you know, I have friends, you know, and on uh, Facebook and stuff like that, they, they, they go skiing and this is that time of the year, you know, they go to Vermont, they go to upstate New York, you know, they, they, they do their thing. And I'm like, skiing has got to be one of the most useless fucking like, oh, oh it's exercise. You want to actually ride a bike, go jog around the fucking block. Um, you know skiing and, and to me i've always equated skiing with like that's something that rich people do 
like poor people don't ski and, and even I don't be wrong I have poor friends that do go skiing and they are ghetto ski lodges and you know there's places you know where people from New York City <laughs> all the low lives in New York City will hop in you know hop in their 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 minivan and, and drive up to the to the nice places where they don't want the minorities up there um but you know I've I've always equated skiing and all that shit and snowboarding and all that other nonsense with uh with you know being rich being elitist and stuff like that all right sorry for the uh sorry for the interruption people we're back uh yeah so i've always equated skiing with being like a rich it's like playing golf you know it's something that only rich people do or poor people who want to be rich um they do they think oh if i go skiing i'll make some rich friends um it's totally useless. And, and do I feel bad for people who own ski resorts? Yeah. But then again, you know, uh, you know, we'll get to it in a minute. You know, movie theaters are suffering. Restaurant owners are suffering. You know, uh, don't, you're not above the law because you have a fucking ski resort. And, you know, and, and. No, not at all. People are getting on ski lifts. People are, are, are cramming together in, in ski lodges. And, you know, those are, it's a social thing. People go skiing sort of to be social. So. Well, people are people are just. I mean, I understand people are tired of this "quote unquote" lockdown. But like, for example, here in Rochester, we weren't even in the first wave. We really didn't even have that many cases, mm-hmm. you know. And now, like, now we're like doing like six to seven hundred cases yeah. a day. And it's just like, where? Like, first of all, where the hell did all that come from? Second of all, uh, can can you people stop? I mean, and and it blows my mind, Chris, because here in Rochester, a lot of fucking people are good because you see everybody masks, and you're like, I rarely now see somebody without a mask on. Yeah. Rare. It's so fucking rare now. But here's the problem: it's not that they're not. It's not that they're not like fucking wearing masks. It's they're doing these small gatherings and not wearing masks. Masks. And I mean, don't get me wrong, like. Yeah, I'll go over to my parents, and I won't wear a mask, but there again, I'm not really doing anything. I don't you – know, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I only go to – there are probably three places that I go to the most. Wegmans, which Wegmans is a couple mm-hmm. times a week. Um, my parents' house, uh, Lowe's, and Hope Depot. Lowe's and Hope Depot is very infrequent, but that's about it. And the only reason I go to Lowe's and Home Depot is because we're still doing stuff to this yeah. house. So, like, you know, it, it's one of those things where I sit there and I go – Okay, so you know, like yeah, yeah, you're not you're not social, you're not unnecessarily socializing, and and neither am I. I don't I don't leave the house unless it's now. What's what's the big one? Why are we literally going through a third wave right now? Fucking Thanksgiving, and now we're in the second. Like Thanksgiving came and. My, we, I went basically. My daughter's mother's best friend is sort of, you know, you know, you know, she babysits my daughter all the time and stuff like that. We went to her house, you know. So I mean, I, yeah, I talk a lot of shit about social distancing, but then again, my daughter goes to that house anyway. If anybody in that house is sick, <laughs> you know, my daughter would have brought it home. Uh, she would have brought it to me a long time ago, you know. Saying so, we went over to that house, and she was just there with her sister and her mom and and stuff like that, and you know, and this is boyfriend and the girls, you know, the girl. The, best friend's boyfriend and stuff like that you know it's these are people that my daughter sees anyway when she goes over to that house and you know in in turn who i see because you know i'm there you know so it's sort of you know I, we did keep us a, a social a small social you know our little social bubble um you know for thanksgiving but you know there's people that you know they they, they ignore like like covid's gonna forget that it's a you know oh it's a holiday don't worry i'm not gonna infect you you know so it just you know because i saw a well, thing, i saw a thing I'm where interested. it was a healthcare worker saying that it's like everybody who's everybody who's come in recently went to a thanksgiving dinner you know <laughs> Jeez. well i mean i mean i'm very interested to see how you know if for example 
obviously here in Rochester we get snow. We really haven't gotten killed with snow yet, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> 2020 is not over I'm yet, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So I'm wondering, like, I'm wondering if we're going to get, like, just this. We're just going to get, when we get killed with snow, I should say. I'm sorry. I'm losing it. Um, I'm wondering if, like, all of a sudden... Like, the COVID cases go way down because nobody's out because we have all this snow out. Because, dude, it, like, you know how Rochester is. When it's really cold and there's a lot of snow and, and it's windy, nobody's out doing I don't, anything bro, uh, You say that. I think we're the opposite. <laughs> I think since we're used to the snow, like, not that the people don't socialize, but, I mean, you know, when it snows in places where people don't usually get snow, they stay the fuck home. We get snow and shit doesn't – the city doesn't necessarily stop. <laughs> Yeah, but all the but all the bars in that where where all the major bars in the bars and like I mean I wouldn't say major restaurants because they're all pretty much the same. All the major bars and all that stuff are shut down right now because of the high COVID. Yeah. So you know I mean that's kind of going to limit some stuff. But then you have these idiots going out and just fucking yeah, having house parties and hanging out with their buddies and shit like that. Yeah, that shit. And I, and I don't I don't mind like I, I understand that people don't people want to socialize people want to you know talk and whatever but I don't know I'm I don't know I just I think it's stupid at this point you shouldn't be doing that kind yeah. of shit you know and people just need to chill the fuck out because it's just it's not yeah. helping you're not helping anybody honestly no. But you know, it it is what it is. I mean, we'll we'll get through this eventually. But it's just like yeah, I uh, and you know oh 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 and and I mean I don't we're not I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to talk about politics that much. Uh, but fucking fuckhead's lawyer, America's mayor, he got the fucking COVID. And then the lawyer yeah. that was with him got COVID. Yeah, too. and so it's like you know, Giuliani between getting caught doing looking what was could have been very inappropriate. With the girl that he thought was 15, you know, the the, the, the Borat reporter, uh, what, this past week he farted, he farted in, in Congress, or he farted, you know, at one of those hearings, you know, hair dye melting down the side of his head. Uh, yeah. Uh, He's a disaster. You know, giving a, you know, doing the report, or doing the press conference from the Four Seasons landscaping, uh, you know. You know, there was a time, you know, grow, growing up in New York City, you know, I remember pre New, I, I remember pre Giuliani New York. I remember, you know, graffiti all over the subways. I remember, you know, Chinatown being a place where you get fucking illegal weapons, illegal fireworks. You know, I remember, you know, I mean, I was too, I was a kid, not that there wasn't, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about the mob, but you know, you would, you know, <laughs> you know, even my dad would speak about guys and, you know, and my dad worked like on the edge of Chinatown, which was also, you know, not too far from little Italy where like, you know, that guy is, you know, and you do the whole thing where you, you know, you push the side of your nose, like, you know, <laughs> he's with the family, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I remember when the mob was a very, very real presence in New York City. I remember when Chinatown was a fucking horrific fucking hellhole where, you know, you could buy illegal weapons, illegal fireworks, probably illegal drugs. Um, and I remember when New York was, was, was swimming in panhandlers and quality of life issues and, and hookers on 42nd Street. And, you know, Giuliani, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, we didn't, it's not that we loved him because people, we hated him back then also. You know, Giuliani came and cleaned up New York, Disney-fied New York, New York City. And, and it's part of, you know, him cleaning up New York City is why I can't fucking live there anymore. <laughs> you know, I was born and raised there. I can't even afford to fucking live where I was born and raised. Um, but, you know, and then, you know, especially with that bleeding. And once again, he wasn't loved at the time. But, you know, his, with his 
administration ending, you know, right after 9-11 and the leadership that he showed during 9-11. And, 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 and of course, you know, we were all sort of, you know, under that whole spell, like, oh, we're all going to be good. We're all going to take care of each other. After 9-11, you thought, you know, we're going to fucking be holding hands in the streets like fucking Care Bears and shit. And look, this past four couple, this past four years showed exactly how fucking wrong that was, it all was. But, you know, Giuliani, let me tell you, after he retired as mayor of New York or when he got when he left office he should have went and fucking hid in a fucking hole or you know or you know you do you do your public speaking engagements you know you say some pre-written fucking speech you go you make fucking a hundred grand and then you sit at home and you fucking fuck your cousin wife you know and you do that a couple times a year and and and, and you call it a life <laughs> or second cousin wife or whatever you know Giuliani putting himself back and and you know it's so it's it blows my mind that this is the same man the man that, that the man who got the mob out of New York City, you know, and that was his big platform, is getting the mob out of New York City, and he fucking did it. I lived in New York when all this shit happened, and and I and once again, you know, I lived I lived in downtown Manhattan. Little Italy is pretty much downtown Manhattan, you know, and. You know, I've seen the streets of New York clean up. I've seen the quality of life change, you know, and, and this same guy is a guy who's trying to fuck a 15 year old, uh, you know, who, who doesn't know how to dye his hair, you know, farting and hearings. It, 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 you know, and, and like I said, as, and Giuliani in his prime, people hated his guts, but like, whole, you know, his whole legacy is now sullied I mean- by, and once again, I'm not fucking, I'm not praising the man. I mean, what he did in the past, yes. And, and his, leadership after right in new york city after 9 11 was unifying and incredibly strong but it's like you know you know he drank the i mean i I think i I think what happened yeah i mean i I think what happened with with giuliani is it's very simple he wanted the limelight he thought by doing trump's bidding he got the limelight but now he just looks like a crazy fuck yeah and and him and trump were so friends i mean there's you remember the video where like for whatever reason he's dressed like a woman and trump sucks his sticks his head between rudy giuliani's tits (laughs) and so you know yeah he the guy has a fucking screw loose you know and he should have i said as soon as he left public office he should have went do you know do you a couple of do your speaking engagements and stay the fuck up but i don't know well i think after he didn't win the presidential election that's when it went a fucking yeah downhill. he shouldn't even that's, well he shouldn't even done that he should have fucking you're america's mayor write a couple books you know saying that you know do your yeah. speaking engagements do it do it every fucking politician that that has done well has done write some books make some money get famous yeah maybe run for president or whatever and then be done with it you know what i mean like he just needs it after after this he just needs me and that's the thing like i mean it's just crazy that we're still like oh no no somebody farted the wrong way so we need to do (laughs) speaking of farting somebody farted the wrong way so now we need to recount the votes (laughs) or oh oh that person that person didn't sign the ballot right so we need to do a whole recount of all the votes like come on can we stop this already like i'm just look biden won told you my candidate would candidate would win (laughs) (laughs) um but you know it's it is what it is man and and i'm gonna be honest with you like if they had run somebody else other than biden nobody else probably would have beat trump yeah yeah and i i I think the whole I, i think you know, we talk about progressives and how we want to do, how people want to do more "quote unquote" progressive things. I, I don't, uh, you know, Biden. Biden isn't going to do that, and that's a good thing because people don't want to explode into these major progressive things. And we don't need to do that right now. We need to get rid of COVID first. 
And then we need to clean up everything that Trump did after that. And then we can start talking about, okay, yeah. this topic. And, and, and he's going to have an uphill here. battle because we still have a Republican Congress. <laughs> right. And, and here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, it, it's, you know, even AOC admitted the other day, do I want progressive people in his cabinet? Yes. But I also realize that we may have a Republican Senate here after January 5th. So why would I want him to put a bunch of progressives in and then nothing gets – none of these people yeah. get, you know, confirmed? You know, she's she understands it too. So, you know, which is which is, a, which is another topic that pisses me off is stop pushing diversity on Biden's cabinet. He has a whole fucking communication team that's mm-hmm. female. Do I – do we need – do we need to go any farther well, than that? Like – and by the way, they're mixed. It's not just all white women. It's white, black, and Latino women. Like, just, yeah, that's that's stop. the whole thing. Like, and, and once again, I'm very left leaning, uh, and I, I I I like I like a lot of the things that progressives say, you know. But it's sort of like then, you know, it, you you get to a point, and then it's like, God, stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, I want exactly. yes, we want things to be nice and fair and balanced, and then like you know, and it's like, mm, no, just put this person oh, in charge because they're. Uh, 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 it's like the stimulus that they're talking about right now yeah does it not have the twelve hundred dollar checks no does it have um enough funding for state and local governments no but here's the thing it has three hundred dollars in it per week for people that are unemployed we need that money so shut the hell up vote it and let's get it get moving it also takes away this bill also continues uh federal student loans gone for another four months Mm -hmm. rent moratorium four months so why don't we make that happen, and then when Biden's in office, we can make a bigger bill happen and send out some more checks. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's going to be simple. And by the way, Biden's going to sit there and go, what do you Republicans want? Okay, this is what you want. What do we want as a party? Okay, this is what we want. We're going to give you this for this. Like, it's supposed to be. Like, you know, Republicans are talking about liabilities and that. Fine, fucking give them the liabilities as long as we get what we want. Like, what does it matter? Like, I get what the, what people are bitching about, but I don't fucking care. People are hurting out there. Just give them what they want and move on. It's not like they're sitting there going, can I, I, I need this money, this project in my state. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no. So. Yeah. So I think, uh, well, we're going to be back with the nerdy news and we're going to have another uh, lively, lively conversation here. I just want, I just want to, I just want to oh. quick shoot through the couple things I just had here in my notes because we're never going to get to them. Um, an Israeli retired politician says that there are aliens and they've been in communication with Israel and the United States, and that you know people in power know this, and just humans are not ready as a whole to accept that aliens. There is a galactic federation, so meaning that there's more than just one other set of aliens out there, and you know we just haven't been invited to the party yet. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know why we still haven't got our shit together. Um, I got my Mc, I got my McRib I mean, today. I'm so happy. I, I, I usually, you know, I, I look forward to the McRib. I, I, for some reason, Rochester did not get them last time. Last year, we did not get any McRibs. Uh, I'm sorry, did I, you were about to say something? I, I... <laughs> No, go ahead. No, so, um, okay, but then, okay, so I go to get my McRib today. I'm with my daughter, whatever. Uh, the bitch forgot my fries. Not when I say the, well, I was with my daughter, the bitch working at McDonald's forgot my fucking fries, forgot my fucking straw. Um, you know, I'm not going to have a whole conversation about the $15 an hour thing, <laughs> but I'm just saying is that, like, you know, what was supposed to be the my happy celebratory McRib day. You know, was ruined by a fucking idiot who forgot my fries and my fucking, you know. And then, like, 
you know, and this is, I, 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 I went to the I went to the McRib in the fucking ghetto. I got to go to McRib in the fucking nice neighborhood because it was sort of it, it wasn't it didn't taste as good as I remember it. And so uh, I got to I have to go to another McDonald's. I, I just had a bad experience. And once again, along with the other things that this fucking dummy fucked up. Um, well, you saw you saw the bad experience Darrell had. Yeah, so. he had a totally undercooked burger. It was like fucking super pink onion. Yeah, so you know it. It you uh, you know hey, just you know count your blessings. Yeah, I got on the <laughs> blessings. At least I hope I'm not. Um, uh, for all the for all the Trump Trumpers that, that decided they're gonna leave Facebook and go to that parlor website, which was immediately hacked. <laughs> Apparently, the people who wanted to run this website and wanted it to be as you know as big as Facebook is, but for like Trump people, you know, like oh we're not gonna censor you. It, it immediately got hacked. They, I, I, from what I understand, it's it's just and it's all just fucking porno spam and sex because they're like oh you don't want to you're not gonna censor so we could just put whatever we want. Okay, here's fucking a billion pages worth of fucking you know pornography you know don't be wrong i like pornography but uh you know it, it's it's funny to see the people who went to part like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna enjoy my free speech and uh you know and <laughs> could you stop all this porn <laughs> you know so i just i i love that those people are suffering um bell delphine being banned from uh bell delphine's channel was 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 deleted from youtube and they and got they brought got back because she's like and don't get me wrong. I mean, she puts out some pretty fucking provocative video and stuff like that. And I, you know, one of the more trigger warning ones was like, and it's and she does put trigger warning in the beginning of the episode. And 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 it is it is age protected. Where if you're if you're an account that isn't signed in, you need to sign in as an adult so you can see it. Where she's like, you know, she's in her panties and bra, and she has a a shotgun. She's holding a shotgun where it would be if someone's gonna kill themselves with a shotgun. Like she's using her toe to like push the trigger and like blow her brains out something and once again and that's just a provocative you know and then she flips over and she brings she brings up a very good point you know if fucking cardi b could talk about her wet ass pussy and and mop in a bucket wet ass pussy you know me doing this you know which which you know and i'm not gonna sound it it is art it's it's a way it's a value it's a, it's a way of expression she's showing she's kind of pushing the boundaries to kind of make a point about pushing boundaries and uh and so, you know, YouTube smartened up and got her shit back on there. You know, Belle Dauphine is, is, is a brilliant marketer and, and she knows her, she knows how to play her audience and stuff like that. That was, you know, the woman last year was selling like fucking bottles of her bath water for $35 plus shipping. You know, <clears throat> she was selling Bibles for like 50, the, the, the same kind, the same Bibles you get like in a free, ho- like you get for free in a hotel room. And she just signed them and she was selling them for like 50 bucks a pop because she's autographed the Bible, you know? So, I mean, but there's people who are fucking paying it. So, you know, good on her, especially in this fucking economy that, you know, you could get people to fucking yeah. buy some random shit because, you know, she, <laughs> she, she made a name for herself. You know, I mean, you know, I think she's cute and everything like that, but you know, I, I've watched a couple interviews with her on, on YouTube, she's, she's actually very, very smart. I mean, yeah, she's a very, she's attractive. She's pretty and she's very, you know, she's sexy and everything like that, but she knows what the fuck she's doing. And, um, all right, so I think with that, we'll be back with more Dick and Fart Joe. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number 8. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comics etc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Ah, necrophilia! 
community on. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. Oh, I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I, I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get it's out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept Little history up. doll yeah, popping up absolutely. at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you, you know, couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was How be did a rough you watch movie. this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Victory Championship Wrestling presents Lethal Leap Year. On sale now for $9.99. Don't miss a single body slam or epic moment. Witness the showdown between Big Smooth and Johnny Slaughter for the BCW Championship. Go to bcwaction.com for exclusive events. Only found on bcwaction.com. And as an added bonus, the first 100 people to order this event will receive a free front row seat to the next event. And we're back. All right, Paul. This is the one I know you were fucking gearing up for. This is even before we started, even before I contacted you to ask if we could record tonight. I say, I know Paul's going to want to talk about this. I've seen his social media. And uh, let's talk about Warner Brothers and their decision to release, if I'm not mistaken. So who wants to end? Who wants to 20, end? 21 <laughs> movies. Pretty much the movies that they were planning to put out like this past year and all the movies that were pushed back for release next year are all going to HBO Max. And it's a bold move, you know, it, it, you know, because right now and 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 we and I'm I'm going to play devil's advocate here, you know, uh not to be an asshole. Um but you know, right now we still don't know where the world is fucking going. You know, there's still fucking idiots out there who 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 have their heads up their ass, don't realize that we're in the middle of a fucking global pandemic and that 200,000 people have died and so they said, you know what? <sighs> These movies are just going to be sitting in a vault, devaluing every day. And, 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 you know, like, uh, as much hype, you know, they put a lot of money into advertising a movie like Wonder Woman. We were seeing trailers for that. Like, I think the other day, I, I like, rep- oh, no, I'm sorry. No, I reposted Black Widow. But I'm saying is, you know, I walk right now as I go, you know, food shopping and I look, you know, there's Wonder Woman dolls that are being sold for Christmas that were supposed to be sold in conjunction with the release of the movie um you know millions and millions and millions of dollars it's not like when they made these movies they're like haha we're gonna fuck the movie th- they're gonna fuck the movie theater system and we're gonna put these all on streaming the day they come out um you know warner brothers trying to stay afloat stay relevant and of course drive traffic to their stream site you know because nowadays every everybody with fucking one fucking ip now everybody needs a fucking web, uh, streaming site um <laughs> you know uh 
in in a bold and dare I say brilliant move um, to put out these movies because you know when it comes to Warner Brothers look I'm a DC fanboy and as much as people shit on fucking uh, you know Batman v Superman and Justice League and stuff like that you know Wonder Woman I I love you know everyone loved Wonder Woman Suicide Squad or you know Suicide Squad the 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 Suicide Squad the the soft reboot that they're putting out that's a movie I'm kind of fucking interested in um uh, shit hold on I had what's you know uh you know matrix 4 are you fucking kidding me i like uh, uh suicide squad uh okay and 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 uh, and that's just to name a few and then I'll, I'll you know i'll let you speak in a second but i'm just you know i i i, I know you. where i know i know what you're going to say i'm just saying is you know they're uh Dude, I'm I'm about two seconds away from plunking on my twelve dollars a month because think about it. If they release twenty one movies in twenty twenty one, and you know a bunch of those movies I was going to pay anyway, my my single ticket would have been twelve dollars alone, and not to mention all the other things available in HBO Max. And then trust me, I'm not fucking getting endorsed by you know they're not big, giving me a fucking dime. But I'm saying I'm a DC fanboy. Um, you know why not? <laughs> and, and I acquiesce to Florida you, sir. Okay, so, um, <laughs> no, so, all right, so let's, and I so, understand okay. your bias. <laughs> let me, no, 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 no. Let me, let me go kind of back to them here. So, uh, basically, so what's been going on in the background, which is something I can talk about because it's out there in public knowledge. So nothing that I'm saying is something that people know about, you know, AMC and cinema have signed deals for Wonder Woman. Now, here's the funny part. As the ink is drying on these contracts, because obviously Wonder Woman's going to be on HBO Max and the theaters on the same day here in the here in the United States because it's not overseas. Um, basically, what happened was is that um, they didn't tell anybody that this was yeah. going to happen. They didn't tell the movie theater companies. They didn't tell the directors. They didn't tell other movie film companies like Legendary that mm-hmm. this was coming. Because apparently in the background there was this rumor that Godzilla versus is it King Kong versus Godzilla? I, think it's Godzilla or the way? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember what the name, but whatever. That was going to get sold to Netflix, for a shitload of money. I think I think it's Netflix was looking to buy it. I don't know if they would. They, right, right, and and basically what happened was is Warner Brothers shut that down. It's going to HBO mm. Max. Legendary's pissed because okay, so you're going to put it on. You're going to go and put it on um, HBO Max. First of all, you didn't tell us. Second of all, you're going to go put it on HBO Max, but then not tell us that you're going to put it on HBO Max before you make an announcement. So the first problem that came up, Chris, was that – and this is, this, is, this is all public knowledge. Um, they didn't tell anybody. They didn't tell Christopher Nolan. They didn't tell the actors. They didn't tell anybody that's involved in these 20 movies that this is going to happen. They just went, fuck it. We're going to put it on HBO Max. Now, what's the reason for them doing it? Here's the problem. So right now, HBO Max only has 8 million active users. Mm. Now you may say, well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. No, 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 no. Hulu has 36, <laughs> 36 active. Disney has about 60 to 70 users. And then Netflix obviously has mm-hmm. what it has. So HBO Max right now is not doing well. Mm-hmm. So when you hear like somebody in articles say, okay, they're just trying to, like Nolan was saying, like, they're trying to prop up crappy service. <laughs> it's not. It's true. It's true. true. And here, here's the other problem. Because I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting HBO Max before this. <laughs> I'm going to go on. Right, and, and I'm gonna, and, and I'm gonna get to the other half of this too. So here's the thing: HBO Max is not on Roku, which is hurting yeah. it. 
Um, so basically what happened was, is that, um, they, they decided that, you know, we need to do something to get to the service. So it's all, it's been all about HBO Max. If you watch TNT, actually all the Turner channels, well, it's all Warner Media now, mm-hmm. but whatever. TNT, TBS, um, they all had things up for a free subscription to HBO Max. Why? Because they're ramming this down people's throats. Because here's the other thing that you don't know about is that HBO Go has more subscribe active subscribers than HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing. You can switch over free to HBO Max if you're an HBO Go member. So it's it's there's been this really bad messaging. I mean, I've seen. I'm sure you saw like they're thinking of changing the name of HBO Max to something else. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, well just for in all fairness, just, HBO Go was the place before before I think even before Netflix was a thing. HBO Go was I mean, well, was the and, place to go for fucking Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones built well, that and, and, and built thing, that streaming app. And and the other thing is the other thing is is people don't want to go to another streaming service. They just yeah, want HBO. Yeah. So you know what I mean. So that. That's, you got to understand that we'll see that they're like um, so they need to first of all figure that out to get people to go over there second of all they need to get Roku if they don't get Roku and even PS5 I don't think it's on PS5 mm-hmm. yet but um, if they don't get that we're going to kind of be screwed and, and unfortunately you know what I mean the DC Universe app never came to fucking PS4 and, no. and that bothered and, me and so and so the other thing the other thing that you got to take into consideration Chris is the catalog in HBO Max doesn't stay so, like Disney Plus, for example, nothing fucking moves from Disney Plus. Everything that's in the Disney library is on Disney Plus, unless, obviously, you know, there's some Fox show, Rated R, that we were talking about before the podcast. They're still trying to figure that out. It's the it's that whole thing, and we could go into that, but we're not going to, about Disney and Hulu eventually connecting into one service. I don't think they should do that because they can put their adult content on Hulu. Why not just keep it yeah, safe? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, but that's another conversation. You know. But that's, that's, that's kind of what you know, HBO Max isn't doing. They're not leaving their stuff on. Like some reason shows come in and out of HBO Max. Like when I was when I was when I had the free two months of HBO Max when I was reviewing it, um, they didn't even have the Batman movies on. And there wasn't a lot of these like a lot of the DC live action mm-hmm. category wasn't even on there, Chris. So for you, you'd go on there and you look at it and be like, what the what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? Like so okay, other than the movies that are coming, is it really worth it? No, it's not worth it. And that's the problem. Is they're trying to bring people to a service that's not even worth it. The, what is it? The the twelve dollars that you would spend a mm. month. Um. So it's it's one of those things where you got to kind of balance it. And then you got you got to keep in mind here that there's also another thing that they're talking about doing a different HBO Max, like how Hulu mm. is, where they have an ad supported service. So that's the thought process of why they're bringing in these movies to not only attract more people to the service, but to because if they are doing an ad service which it seems like they might be doing then you know they're gonna make you know they may make a shit ton of money off of ads problem is is now you have legendary like that film company that made a movie with warner brothers for godzilla versus king kong mm-hmm. dude we need we want our money they already sent there's other people that are probably sending legal papers to them they didn't learn the lesson from universal and trolls where those actors that did the voices sent like went to Universal and went, um, how are we yeah. getting paid? You know what I mean? So it's not it's not that this isn't like, this isn't like a 
uh, like a move or an intelligent move. It wasn't an intelligent move because they didn't alert mm-hmm. people. So the communication sucked. If they would have communicated, Chris, there wouldn't have been any problems. Now, I realize there's a COVID crisis. So if you look at the 21 movies, and this will be the last thing that I say about this because it's a lot. I, I wanted to just talk about all of this so you guys get the full information mm-hmm. about it. Out of those 21 movies, there's maybe two or three that are – let's be honest. Suicide Squad, Dune may do well. There was something else. I don't think – The Matrix? People would make this Matrix, I think. So three movies out of the 21 would probably do well. The Godzilla versus King Kong, that would do modest okay. Uh, Mortal Kombat will probably just do mm. okay. You know what I mean? Like It's not like these – like most of these movies are quote-unquote good – they're not. It's just, it's people like Disney, like Disney's looking at Warner Brothers going, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because not even Disney's that stupid. They want to make their mm-hmm. money. So they're going to put it in the theaters and they're going to make their money. Now, what you're going to see, and I believe even once the pandemic is on, you're going to see this, is these movie studios are going to start putting movies onto streaming, video on demand quicker. But I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. After two weeks, if a movie hasn't done anything in the theater, get rid of it. I don't want it in my theater. <laughs> like, make space for something else. I'd rather have five prints of Wonder Woman than one print of some <laughs> some movie that nobody wants to watch. You know, and and take let's do do the Amazon Prime, the Amazon model. I don't know if you knew this, and I've talked. To, I, I'm sure I've talked to this a couple times in the podcast. But what Amazon has done with some of their movies is they've gone to movie theaters and they've made deals and they've said, look, listen. We want to put insert name movie onto uh, in the theaters for two weeks. This is how much you get for it, and then it's going to go on our streaming. It comes out of your mm-hmm. It's worked out good for them because they make money, and then the theaters make more money off of that deal probably as well. Because, see, that's the thing that people don't realize is behind the scenes, there are movies – there are movies that movie theaters will play where you're sitting there scratching your head, what the fuck are you playing this movie for? They're getting paid more movie, more more movie, more money to play that movie than to not gotcha. play. It. So, so you know, you're gonna start to see a lot more of this stuff happening. And I mean, it's not a bad thing, but you know, the one good thing that I can, that I can see coming mm. out of this, Chris, is is the movie theater, the movie theaters actually being able to lower their admission prices. That's what I'm hoping. Because you got to realize something. A lot of people know this. The emission prices are so high, not because the movie theaters want to make money. Because you got to really understand something. Movie theaters don't make a lot of money off of ticket mm-hmm. prices, off of tickets. They make their money at mm-hmm. the concession stand. So what they're what what I'm saying to is, movie theater can go back down to like when I was when I first started working, where like a matinee was like what four or five bucks. And then uh, an evening was like seven bucks. Like more people would go to the theater, mm-hmm. and and you know, and they're gonna they're gonna need to do shit like that in the beginning to to, to get well, yeah, the, the I mean, public so like all these back. Warner movies that are going in, all these Warner mm-hmm. movies that are going in the theaters, they're not gonna be at full price. Mm-hmm. If you think if people think that it's gonna be full price, you're you're kidding yourself because mm-hmm. it's not not at all. It's going to be it's going to be cheaper than what they you would normally pay for a movie because guess what movie theaters aren't going to play this movie unless there's a deal in place. Cinemark and AMC are not playing Wonder Woman because they're going to play Wonder Woman. There's a deal in place. They're making more money off of it than they would, and that's why they're playing. You know the interesting part will be to see how well Wonder Woman does in theaters, even though it's going to be on Max. And I will, I, I do think that it might do better in theaters just because Max isn't on Roku. Now, I said this the other day, 
they could be very close to a Roku where just before Wonder Woman comes out, it's Roku, HBO Max is on Roku. Same thing with all these 21 movies that are going to be coming on to HBO Max. They could have it, the deal done before, you know, we get to that point. So I don't know. I have no idea. But if they do, great. It's going to be wonderful for the service. If they don't, well, then why did you put the movies on the streaming service? You know, so, I mean, I, I kind of went on about a lot of things, but you can understand there's a logical point of view from this, why people are sitting there scratching their heads going, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, mind you, Warner Brothers doesn't film like Disney does. Mm. Disney puts out a sh- puts out probably about 60 to 70 percent of the film product that's out there right, right now. So if so, I'm expecting Disney on Thursday this week. Which today is the the eighth, obviously. So I expect them to say that they're going to put movies in movie theaters, obviously other than the ones that were already going to go straight to uh, Disney Plus because they were only made for Disney Plus. Um, so you know, I, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a very interesting thing to see if Disney doesn't go the way that that Warner Brothers is going, and I think that's what's going to happen. Nobody else is really going to mm-hmm. do that. And I and you know Universal Universal's kind of like Warner Brothers. They're just trying to Universal has always tried to want to put things on video on demand when it's in theaters. They just uh, just got the opportunity to, to make that kind of thing happen. And while like these movie theater companies are going, okay, we'll try to make deals with you. Here's the thing: Do we realistically think that if a, fa- if a Fast and the Furious movie is doing millions of dollars in the theaters, they're going to pull it out and put it on video on demand after four weeks, and it's still killing box office? No, they're going to keep it in the movie theater as long as they can to make their money back. Yeah. And I mean, well, you know, like we like we were talking about like uh, like things being a special, things being like going to the movies is special. And and now exactly. you mentioned earlier, Chris uh, Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan is an auteur, <laughs> you know, so he's a movie maker, but, you know, he's a guy, you know, and, and, and especially those of us who live in Rochester and, 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 and so much of Rochester uh, used to rely on the, on the soul of Kodak, you know, Christopher Nolan and J.J. Abrams and a couple other, you know, big heavy duty people in Hollywood uh, insist on keeping film as their primary media, especially when making, you know, when making film. Uh, and, you know, and a, well, it's the reason why all that film from Kodak, like, in a, a couple years ago, because it's, as a filmmaker, it's, they like to, to actually do these movies on film and then translate yeah. it into digital because it's yeah. a and, lot and better. I'm saying, like, I'm saying, uh, like Christopher Nolan specifically, I think every movie he's done in the past 12 years, if not more, has had scenes filmed in I- and with the IMAX cameras. Like, he makes movies to be shown in fucking IMAX. And, you know, are his movies... Oh, yeah, then that's probably... Yeah, exactly. It's like, he goes, you know, I busted my ass, you know, the IMAX, you know, there's like, what, you know, six IMAX cameras IMAX cameras in the world. It's, I, I could be wrong about that, but, you know, I, I think there's something like, there's only six cameras in the world that can film in IMAX capacity. You know, he, break, he, he breaks oh, his I mean, ass... There's a lot out yeah, there. I mean, he I breaks his ass to get them. You know, he, 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 you know, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, you got to move fucking mountains to get shit like that. You know, he, you know, his movies have literally, he, when you watch like The Dark Knight, the scenes that are like in IMAX, this, the screen literally changes shape. Like, like, you know, 
a one shot it's it's you know three by four or whatever the usual proportions are and then the imax goes to their funky uh their funky transitions you know and and it happens so fast that sometimes you don't notice it but it's you know and i and a chris a guy like christopher Nolan's like i busted my fucking ass uh to, to to make this movie as beautiful and as huge as a movie is supposed to be and you dare fucking you know now you're gonna shove it on someone's fucking iphone you know you're gonna shove it on someone's fucking you know bullshit 32 inch fucking flat screen you know so uh you know a guy like him and you know hopefully his name carries weight you know and especially that you know tenet there was so much uh pressure on him this year like tenet was supposed to be the movie that saved the fucking industry <laughs> and 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 unfortunately he didn't make the movie with that intent he didn't say oh tenet's gonna be you know he made that movie not knowing that he's gonna fucking come out during a global fucking pandemic um you know, so you take a guy like Chris Nolan, who's sort of like, you know, who's a, who's 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 such a champion for IMAX, big fucking, every movie's a spectacle, and you know, you have New Year's experience, and and let me tell you, um. I, what, what was it last year? No, it was, yeah, it was around this time last year going to see The Rise of Skywalker and they had played like, and I saw The Rise of Skywalker in the IMAX. Sorry, don't be mad at me. Uh, um, and they had played like five minutes of Tenet in IMAX and it was like, it was like holy shit it was like five minutes and the fucking drums were playing and all this crazy fucking actions going on and like like after those five minutes i i i felt dizzy and i love giant screens i'm not a fucking pussy i'm not oh i get motion you know i i love that feeling i, I love that dizzy. but after watching like that five minute segment of tenet that they played before the movie i think it was like five or seven minutes you know i was like like my fucking heart was ringing. so i kind of get where he where he comes from, where he's like i'm gonna break my ass and then of course there's some people hey take it fucking paycheck and fuck up you know but i mean i get where he comes from you know if 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 you know if you painted a, a painting you know 100 feet by 150 feet and then you know someone shrinks it down to the size of a pamphlet and hands it out you know i mean yeah they may pay you for you know for, you know thank you we're gonna make pamphlets out of it but you're like i broke my fucking ass painting this painting for you to fucking make it something you know someone could put in their pocket fuck you so you know i i get where he comes from you know and especially that all these movies these are the blockbuster movies that's why you like you know the you know hollywood has turned into you know there's the big giant tent poles and then you got the couple babies who sneak in under an independent one like that but you know the 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 movie, the studios live, eat, and breathe off those giant tentpole Star Wars, Marvel, uh, you know, James Cameron, uh, Christopher Nolan, you know, giant fucking movie. And, you know, you know, like I said, I played, I played devil's advocate because I'm a customer. I, I sit at my ass. I, I don't want to go outside. As much as I loved going to movie theaters, you know, that is, I, you know, I, I, I like going to the movies. You know, I'm still at a point where I'm too fucking chicken shit to fucking go out to a theater. Um, you know, it, it sounds a hell of a lot convenient for for me to say, oh, you know, I'm paying fifteen dollars a month and I'm getting twenty one movies. You know, sounds like a good fucking deal. But you know, I see what you're saying. You know, and, but then again, once again, you know, Christopher Nolan wants me to see Tenant at the IMAX theater, not on my bullshit thirty two inch TV. You know, so. Uh, well, yeah, there's there's no IMAX yet, so or uh, not IMAX, the IMAX uh, TV yet, so you know, I'm sure I'm sure eventually that'll end up showing. Yeah, up I mean, everyone point. everyone's you know everyone's 4K, 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 and it's like you know you don't need you know I don't know you know yeah Tenet okay Tenet makes sense in 4K, not fucking I don't know not you don't need Clerks in 4K. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh, 
So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Right now, Warner Brothers looks like an idiot. Um, so we'll, we'll see what Disney comes up with here in the next couple yeah, days. The, the whole world is... I have a feeling that they're going to end up releasing all their stuff. And I appreciate them, for, especially since I'm leaders. Yeah, it's, it's showing that people are getting they're, they're getting antsy. You know, people are getting like, you know, what do we do? What do we do? Give them all the fucking movies. <laughs> Well, no, I think, no, you got to look at it from two perspectives. Number one, how are you going to make the most money? Mm. And if you're not going to make any money, does it make, does it make sense? It don't make dollars. It don't make sense. No, go on. <laughs> I mean, you know, here's the, here's the funny thing, Chris, you know, like a Wonder Woman, for example. Yeah, you're paying eleven ninety nine for HBO Max. And yeah, that's the convenience of being home. But what happens if, if like, say, AMC or Cinema charge five dollars for that? And by the way, we're not even including the small little fish in the sea. You know, they're not making these special deals, and they have to charge whatever they can to survive. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a shitty time for movies. I'm sure what's going to tell the tale, and this is something that's been told to me, is that by you know at the beginning of summer. You know, the summertime next year, 2021, summer 2021, is going to show how movie theater is going to, because there's a shit ton of new movies. So if, you know, we do really well, great. We're going to do, we're going to just, it's just going to be awesome. But if, you know, if it doesn't do well, then that's when studios may go, oh, we think yeah, this. I mean, that's, I mean there, there may be that industry shift. I mean, this may be the thing that, like, just has people say, you know what? Theaters, we had a good run. Uh, you know, rest in peace. I don't think we're there yet because <laughs> the problem is, the problem, here, here's the thing. I, I think what's going to happen, Chris, is it's going to be for the, the minor movies, the ones that I was talking about, like, you have them in theaters for two weeks and it hasn't mm-hmm. done anything. Those are the type of movies that should go to VOD, the Netflix like, it should go to video on demand, try to make some more money, and then straight on a streaming service because it's not it's not going to make any money. But, like, you know, the big Marvel movies, the big DCs, the big movies that are going to generate the money, the big kids movies, like, yeah, those need to be in theaters because you're going to make your money back and more. And when you're making millions and billions in the theaters and then making billions and millions and billions on DVD, uh, streaming, and blu-ray slash dd sales why wouldn't you why would you get rid of that one you know revenue stream it just doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense all right all right so before we we have one we have another big big story to talk about uh but before we you know before we talk about great great news let's talk about some sad news sad news we lost two fucking villains in like a week we lost David Prowse. I mean, of course, you know, look, in this fucking day and age, we're losing lots of people every day. Um, but, you know, you take, a, you take a movie like Star Wars, cultural fucking touchstone as Star Wars, you know, uh, Darth Vader. Like, can you get any more iconic of a bad guy in movies? You know, I can't, you know, you know, if he's a top 10, top five bad guys, top three bad guys in movies since fucking since, you know, the first film ever. You know, Darth Vader is always going to be top three. Um, now, of course, you know, there was, you know, you know, you take the mask into effect. You take into the fact, you know, James L. Jones did, you know, a very, very powerful voice. But let's not forget, you know, uh, the mountain of a man, Mr. David Prowse behind, you know. And it's funny because, you know, uh, you know, there is that 
it's it's funny, but it's not really funny. But you know that David Prowse didn't know that someone else was going to be doing the voice of Darth Vader. You know when they're filming the scenes, you know he's a guy, here's a guy who he thought, okay, I'm going to do the lines wearing the fucking helmet, and then you know when the movie stops filming or whatever, I'm going to probably go to a recording studio and they're going to re-record my voice. Uh, unfortunately, that never happened, <laughs> and he kind of got fucked out of that. You know, he got fucked on that deal. Um, from what I understand, there was also uh his original contract was one of those where like oh we're gonna pay you after uh you know there's actors who get paid like after points or i always forget how it works but it's like it's the one that's always bad for actors where it's like oh yeah well you'll get the profit of what's left over and it's never anything that's left over <laughs> you know saying after you pay unions and you pay uh you know a thousand people who worked and all the model makers and all the sound people and and, and all the extras and there's no such thing as left leftover money um i mean he eventually got money later on but his original contract they fucked him out of you know uh you know once again this was a movie where people thought star wars was just going to be one movie um you know the general public did not know you know george lucas might have had his plan but the general public thought you know this was just going to be a regular movie one just weird sci-fi movie um you know, but when you see like Darth Vader when he clenches his fist and he, you know, he pushes punches it forward or or you know he sticks his finger in Princess Leia's face and stuff like that, you know, that was acting. David Pratt. And of course, yes, he was he was speaking while he was doing the role. It wasn't like he was fucking you know pantomiming. He wasn't miming Darth Vader. But you know, his acting came through, and it was of course it was it was helped and elevated by James Earl Jones' voice. But you know, we take we you know we we forget that there was this fucking big fucking dude. And I just learned something recently that when Christopher Reeve was planning to play Superman or you know when they hired him to play Superman that it was David Prowse who had like was like his gym instructor his trainer you know um uh, and of course you know uh, David Prowse also had uh a role in A Clockwork Orange he's the the big muscular guy that carries the 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 creepy old dude around and so you know uh, you know, he was able to, you know, and he played Darth Vader and those, and then the, then the fuck the part, and then by the time they get to Return of the Jedi, and they finally take the mask off Darth Vader, they get yet another actor. They didn't even show David Prowse's face. So, you know, he's, he, He's part of a legacy, and he kind of got fucked over a lot. And and unfortunately, you know, you know, when people say Darth Vader, not many people know the name David. Um, and this is once again what we were talking about earlier. One thing that fucking makes this year even more fucked up. He died for COVID-related issues. I mean, he was an 85-year-old man, or in his 80s, or whatever. I mean, you know, uh, it was in complications due to COVID. But you know, Darth Vader, who was a walking ventilator, <laughs> you know, you know, the iconic, you know. A guy died. the the guy The actor who played him died because he couldn't fucking breathe, which is a, f- a terrible, terrible, terrible fucking irony. But you know, it is what it is. But then again, by the time you get to eighty five, you've lived a good chunk of your life. You know, generations of people know your work. Your legacy lives on way past your your actual life. Um, you know, he he's accomplished a lot. You know, he he should have had a, he should have had a bigger piece of the pie. But you know, he he wasn't exactly starving you. And the other one, and the whole thing is, I'm not a big familiar. I'm not very familiar with this gentleman's work other than uh, his two movies his two uh, Mad Max movies uh, Hugh Keysburn and I hope I'm correct I'm pronouncing that correctly but it's the guy who played a Morton Joe in uh, Mad Max Fury Road and uh, if you want to remember even to the first Mad Max movie he was Toe Cutter so um, 
you know, very, from what I understand, a really nice guy, kind of kooky, very odd. And that's the whole reason uh, George Miller, the director, loved him so much because he was such a weird fucking dude. And, you know, uh, to play uh, Immortan Joe, which, you know, right before... Donald Trump becomes president. You have this guy who's like, he's a big fat guy, but they put him in a girdle and they give him this, you know, waspy blonde hair. And he's telling people, you know, the people in the desert don't get used to water. And not that Donald Trump ever said anything like that, but it's, you know, Donald Trump, like, preparing poor people to like don't ask for anything more than what we give you uh you know you know he he played donald trump before donald trump played donald trump um and so you know uh that performance and toe cutter was pretty fucking interesting also i mean you know from from the original mad max movie uh i'm more of a fan of fury road than i am of mad max um so uh you know it, it's uh, so we lost two we lost two uh villains this year uh, this this week in a week two iconic fucking villains are gone and you know it happens and 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 you know they they had obviously incredible careers um but you know to Darth Vader and Immortan Joe you know rest in peace all right and so let's get to this big story Paul um you with me uh, yeah I'm with you I just have a okay uh Spider-Man 3 Spider-Man 3 and like you know, as we're recording, I'm sort of like you know, I'm also just kind of browsing Twitter. I get my Spider Man. Yeah, and and you know, you and I. Well, it's not a done deal yet, but it's almost. Yeah, done. I mean, you and I, you know, pretty much have, have said this a thousand times, and we both love uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man, in particular in Spider Man Two. Um, you know, as we're recording this, they're saying Alfred Molina has signed on. Uh, you know, this, the, you know, that layered on top of the, the, the rumor that, uh, they got, um, oh my God, what's this played Electro? Um, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. And now we're starting to see more and more rumors. And I guess technically mm. right now it's still technically a rumor, uh, of Tobey Maguire and, and Andrew Garfield. Well, so apparently there, I guess it might, maybe, you know what, it might be announced at the December 10th meeting that I was talking about, Uh. but, um, so Spider-Man, so basically it's going to be, if, if the deal goes through, well, I guess Andrew Garfield already signed, Kristen Dunst already signed, um, uh, obviously, we have Dr. Octavius, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, Albert Molina. So he signed. So now we have Dr. Octavius. We have Electro. It's a, um, we have a weird version of the know, Sinister Six. <laughs> yeah, James Jonah Jameson. We have him back. And, you know, so it, it's looking like this is going the Spider-Verse. I think Disney, Disney saw what the Spider-Verse did. You know, because, you know, once let's keep in mind, Sony still had Sony still had Spider-Man for Spider-Verse. And, you know, there's so many iterations of Spider-Man, you know, and let's not even let's not even mention. And, dude, I want to play fucking Miles Morales. I want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales so fucking bad. Like, you know, like right now I'm barely fucking making my ends meet. And I'm like, part of me is like, I could go without eating for a week and just fucking play some Spider-Man. I want to play Miles Morales because the first Spider-Man game was good. It was great. I was thinking about getting that for my kid because we do have a PS4 here, but I was just like, well, he just got a Nintendo Switch, so he's all about the Nintendo Switch, and, you know, he's just, you know, he's just all about, he's still about playing stuff on PS3, and, um, which is great, <laughs> um, and then, like, he's, he's all about playing his, uh, remember they brought out the, the Super Nintendo that had, like, a bunch of games loaded on it? Oh, yeah, 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 the, uh, the, the classic, SNES classic. Yeah, so... 
So the Super Nintendo classic. So he's, he plays that from time to time, too. And I'm just like, well, you know, hey, this kid has it made. He's he's happy with everything he has. So and I've yet to know. hear a bad review of Miles Morales. Just saying. Or you know what you you know what? Maybe get a get a feel for it. Buy a used copy of Spider-Man. I mean, I don't know. If, you know, I don't know. I mean, boys don't give a shit about stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's used or not. Uh, well, that's the thing. Like the PS3 is still supported. So why not, you know, buy these games at a cheap price people dude like he's going like he's going online mm-hmm. on the ps3 people are still playing some of these oh yeah games. Like, so it's like, you know, why would, why wouldn't you play it still? People are still playing. Yeah. My, my daughter has my old, uh, PlayStation 3 in her, and it's still, but she uses it for Minecraft, <laughs> you know, so, you know. Well, yeah, he plays Minecraft too. He plays Minecraft on PS3. And there's, the there's time. a community there. She so. doesn't, um, not that I haven't let her. She, like, she goes, I wanted to ask you, but I was scared to ask. I haven't officially said yes, but she does do the, she does like download worlds and stuff like that. So yeah, and like, you know, and once again, the fucking PlayStation 3 came out, what, 2006? That, that came out, and here, yeah. 14 years later, you can still, it still works, the PlayStation Network's still up, and people, and she can still download worlds for, for fucking, for Minecraft. Yeah, uh, uh, Minecraft, the game that came out in, what, 2010? So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get it, yeah, my daughter has the PlayStation 3 in her, um, like I said, to download worlds, I don't, I'm not comfortable with her yet, chatting with people. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, no, but I'm just saying is, is, if I, if if I could recommend for you something, buy a used copy of Spider-Man 4. <laughs> I mean, you know, so, I mean, Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4, because so I could tell you that that's a great fucking game. I enjoyed it, and I haven't even really? finished the DLC. I just, you know, I, I put the game down, and other things started happening. You know, life happens, and I, you know, I, I wish I had the free time to just sit in front of a fucking PlayStation. You know, and a part of me is like, instead of spending all that money on Miles Morales, let me finish the, the DLC, <laughs> then I'll get to the, then I'll start playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, once again, I have yet to hear. Okay, so here's a funny story. I've yet to hear of, a, of any kind of serious complaint about it, and I've watched a bunch of reviews about it online. The one thing is that it's still kind of glitchy. It, it, you know, you know, if you want to see some funny videos, you know, I guess go on YouTube, look for like, you know, Miles Morales glitch or Miles Morales uh, glitches and whatever. So there, there was one scene where, and this has happened to a couple of people where. Even though you're Spider-Man, it will take a model from something around you and put that in the position of in the middle of the screen where Spider-Man is supposed to be. So, so there's these things that are called uh, patio lamps or whatever. It's like a patio heater, and it's this long tube, and it's a thing that people, you know, they put like coal or oil in it, and it keeps your patio warm. Like if you were having a picnic outside, but the sun the sun's going down, it's not as hot anymore. And so the kid's playing the game. He has the video of it. Because remember, the PlayStation 4 captures video. It captures your gameplay. So he's he's playing right. the game as the fucking as the as the patio lamp and he's swinging through the fucking but you know it's just it's just lamp going through you know the tunnels of new york you know like the the, you know between the large buildings in new york and stuff like that so that tweet got so many likes it actually got to one of the uh the brothers who put together not the brothers the uh miller and uh uh shit the the guys who made into the spider-verse and yeah. so the so the guy tweeted back. He goes, he goes, if if I you know like if I don't do anything else with my life, I'm getting a fucking patio lamp and in, into the Spider Verse too. 
<laughs> you know, so I mean, of those guys, I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, it'll be like a one frame thing or, you know, it'll be something just, you know, for, for the people who know about that tweet to kind of laugh about it. <laughs> but I mean, so, so the, the only complaints that I've heard is that it's a little glitchy. You know, there, I've seen scenes where there's, there's a scene where it's like Miles Morales and, and it's, it's, it, it's one of those, cause it's one of those games that it uses the game engine for the cutscene. It doesn't go to a whole other fake video or whatever. And so like, and then one particular scene, he's being chased by the cops. And it's because it's, you know, Spider-Man, cops, you know, for whatever reason, the game don't like him. Then it goes into the cutscene. So it kind of glitches where he's standing right there and a cop from the chase before it went into the cutscene goes right into fucking Miles Morales' face and like points the gun right in his face. <laughs> and, you know, and of course in this today's climate, that's, you know, the, that, 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 you know, that, that image has a lot of fucking weight to it. Um, but, you know, a total, total glitch, but, um, like I said, the only complaints I've heard is that it's glitchy. And, you know, you put up a couple more patches and shit like that, and they'll get that all fixed. You know, but then, you know, for the time being, the glitches are fucking fine. And then, let me tell you, the first Spider-Man game had glitches in it also. You know, and and, and I, there was, like, once or twice where I literally... And it's a little frustrating, but it was, like, twice when I had the game where it got to the point where I just had to reset my PlayStation. Because whatever was going on was just, you know, like, my character just, like, you get stuck in a corner. And that motherfucker's not getting out, you know. So... You know, and it's pretty much the same. Like they, they just updated the engine, but it's, it's like this, like the same. You know, it's almost like Miles Morales was just like this great big DLC for the original Spider-Man game. I could recommend that. Um, so yeah, so they're bringing in all these guys from the you know the other iterations of Spider-Man for for this to be a Spider-Verse movie. Um, you know, we've already they've already had Donald Glover who plays uh, Miles Morales's uncle. He mentions his nephew in Spider-Man: uh, Far From Home. I mean, uh, Homecoming. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they use this movie to introduce a Miles Morales, you know. Uh, they might just do yeah, that. We'll you know, see. It's, it's, it's a... And, you know... Uh, you know, Spider-Man is just, it's, and then, uh, this was, you know, cause, you know, all the, you know, there was Homecoming, Far From Home, so a lot of people are speculating what's the third movie gonna be called, and so I saw someone on Twitter say, uh, Home World. You know, like Home Worlds, Spider-Man Home Worlds, and it was, and, and once again, these are all just photoshopped images, and it was Doctor Strange, which once again was announced to be in a movie, uh, walking through the portal, but and it's it's like but the portals on the side of a building where like they're walking out but like when you walk out your feet are like on the glass of the building and it's you know the three versions of, of Spider-Man with Doctor Strange but the portals you know sticking out the fucking <laughs> out of the side of a building so and once again I mean it's a fan-made poster but it's pretty fucking cool. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what you know. And you know the look Disney we'll has plenty of time to get, every Yeah, one. Disney has plenty of time to fucking you know get their and 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 actually and that movie has technically started shooting. Because they've shown they they've had behind the scenes. It has, but they haven't behind the scenes. But they what? haven't had they haven't had the other actors yet. So yeah, we'll yeah. see what. Yeah, you know, you got to you know, you get to you know, you have the you do all the Mr. Marissa Tomei, Tom Highland stuff that you know we got to get out. Not to get out of the way because I love watch like I like looking at Marissa Tomei. But you know, what I'm saying is you know you get you get all that you know get the boring stuff out of the way. You know, the stuff in the apartment, <laughs> walking down the street. You know, the 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 Peter and Aunt May shit that I, no one cares about. Then we could get to the intra Spider Spider Man stuff. All Right, so um, you know, let me just uh, quick shoot a couple other things. Animani- Animaniacs on Hulu, uh, the the that reboot, I guess the because to say reboot would sound like it's not, but you know, the revival of the Animaniacs on Hulu is pretty good. 
I would yeah. say I mean, you know, obviously, I mean, the first episode is like, they say nostalgia like 8,000 times in the first episode, but, you know, but it's, they're doing it as the joke, you know, that it's the only reason they're back is because of nostalgia. Um, to the best of my knowledge, it's all the same voice actors who did it years ago, um, you know, from the original, uh, the people who did the show. Um, do keep in mind that it's, it's literally just the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain. It's none of the other characters. There's no Slappy and no Good Feathers. Good feathers and and chicken boo and none of that. It's literally just uh, there's a joke about it about why no other other characters are there without spoiling it. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just that because like it's like it's a couple episodes in and I'm like where the fuck are you know didn't aren't there supposed to be other characters other than just the animaniacs and then they they kind of they address it. Um, I, I dug it. You know, what I'm saying uh, once again it's one of those things where I watched an episode a day. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Alex Trebek. Uh, passed away and you know a couple of years back i know the 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 nerd core <laughs> the nerd core uh 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 community got pissed off when alex trebek when a girl was saying that she was a fan of of nerd core music and she goes you know guys who you know live in their basements and watch star trek and then alex trebek goes losers and goes, fuck you alex trebek you're the fucking king of the fucking nerds and you're gonna fucking call those people losers you know and i, I kind of you know even though the guy wasn't even fucking cold in the ground yet i kind of brought up that that video and I'm like, you know, remember Alex, it's it's very easy to be confident when you have the fucking answers on the card right in front of you. You know, I like Jeopardy the show. I grew up watching Jeopardy with my dad and it was very much a part of like our our, our bonding and stuff like that. And, and but I always disliked Alex Trebek because he always had a real fucking smarmy, smart-ass attitude and, like, you know, and he loved correcting people. Oh, no, you know, you meant to say, you know, South by South, not just Southwest, you know, and they like, asshole, yeah, and now, mind you, you've never seen Alex Trebek play Jeopardy. He was never a contestant on that show. And he goes, oh, no, I would never play it. It's, yeah, you know, saying, I, you know, it's very easy to be smart and smug when you have the fucking answers in front of you on fucking on index cards. So, I mean, I feel bad that he died. I feel bad for his family and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, you know, I like Jeopardy. I didn't necessarily like Alex. Um, uh, a buddy of mine has made a movie. And it is called Fatal Influence. It came out um, Friday the 13th of November. He wanted it to have it. He wanted it to be out by uh, by Halloween. And I guess they couldn't get it out. Uh, but if you go to fatalinfluencethemovie.com. Uh, he gave me he gave me a screening code for it. I, I think I had to pay a couple money, a couple bucks for it. Uh, it's an interesting movie. Um, if you like, you know, it, it harkens to to a movie like the Blair Witch Project, where the people carried 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 cameras around and, and think about it. You know, back in 1999, you know, people kids just filming themselves doing nothing. Well, who the fuck does that? Well, here we are, 20 years later, and every kid has a fucking camera in their pocket, and every kid films themselves doing fucking nothing all day. So, um, uh, uh, the uh, pretty much the whole movie is filmed in a TikTok format, like as in like you know if if if, if people were posting TikTok videos and stuff like that. But you know it, there is a horror element to the movie, and I don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, him and I had a conversation. Uh, this this is the first of a few movies that he has in mind and uh you know he kind of like you know he kind of he didn't tell me exactly what's going on but he kind of gave me an idea on where the movies are going and stuff like that so uh this is you know part one of at least a trilogy um i enjoyed it i dug it it's a very inclusive movie um i mean there's like deaf characters and trans characters and a bunch of black characters and an asian guy you know like i think he 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 purposefully wanted to make a movie that had a lot of inclusion in it um 
just you know because it's, it seems it's the right thing to do and it's you know it's interesting to see a, a deaf character in a movie and you know when we think about nowadays a deaf person a lot of you know and there's a huge deaf community in rochester and this movie was filmed in rochester um you know a lot of deaf people uh get by dealing with uh not deaf people uh by reading lips well, we live in a world where everybody's wearing a fucking mask now. So imagine uh, if if one of your primary ways of communicating with people has now been hampered. You know, it's bad enough you're deaf. Now you can't even see the fucking person's mouth. So, you know, those, uh, deaf people are kind of, you know, on, on top of the, all the other shit that's going on. You know, have to deal with that. And like I said, if you watch the movie, there, there's, there's certainly, I can say he, he threw it out there. You know, he, he, the movie is trying its best to be inclusive, and you know, and, and more people should follow that example. And, uh, and I dug it, and so I say it's worth uh, liking and sharing and, and telling your friends about the movie. And for I just feel bad because we were so long in between episodes, but it's called Fatal Influence the movie. And my last bit, have you, Paul, have you seen that <clears throat> Dave Chappelle Unforgiven? I have not. Okay, so it's, it's Dave Chappelle, and it's literally recorded like in the past month. And it's under the guise, I thought it was going to be a comedy act. And it's not. It's 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 Dave Chappelle. And don't get me wrong, he's a funny guy, and he gets laughs out of it. But it's almost like it's an 18-minute speech, and it's him at a show. Now, I'm assuming that at the show, he probably did, you know, his hour's worth of comedy. or hour, you know. And, and Dave Chappelle's the kind of guy that uh, he's notorious for. He can go, you know, at comedy clubs and stuff like that, like places that have no real, real strict rules about how who gets on, who gets off. Like, you know, he could be in a comedy club and he'll do two hours easy. Well, he'll And I've heard him, I've heard stories of him doing four hours. So my point being is that this whole bit is 18 minutes, but it's not a funny bit. It's not a comedy bit. So I'm assuming that the first hour, hour and a half, you know, I'm pretty sure the, the people who were there already had seen the comedy part, and now he's going to do this part that's called Unforgiven. And it was all about how a couple of weeks ago he was hosting Saturday Night Live, and um, how both Netflix and I want to say Hulu? <laughs> Excuse me. It was definitely Netflix and some other streaming site. Oh, no, and, and, okay, strike, strike that. Uh, I was saying it was because his show, The Chappelle Show, his 2003 show, Chappelle Show, was was already playing on this site called Pluto. And, you know, if, I don't know how savvy other people out there, you know, Pluto's a, it's a free streaming site. So if you're broke, you know, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you have enough money to have streaming internet, but not enough money to pay for Netflix or Hulu, uh, there is Pluto. I watch it a lot. It's one of the, it's like we mentioned earlier about just putting on background noise TV just to have like, it, it's, it's, it's on demand. You can watch stuff on demand, but it's set up more like streaming channel. And there's, and the funny thing is like a, a channel, like, like a, Comedy Central has like five channels because there's a they all have a whole channel dedicated to the Chappelle Show and they'll have a whole channel dedicated to uh, At Midnight and they'll have a whole channel dedicated dedicated to Crank Anchors and and it just goes all the shows just play on a loop over and over and over again you know and so but he had mentioned that uh, Netflix all of a sudden bought the rights uh, to Chappelle Show or, or you know Netflix uh, you know Netflix acquired Chappelle Show from Comedy Central. Or, or, you know, just, you know, the streaming rights. So, you know, Netflix normally does. <laughs> and he had mentioned uh, something to the effect of, you know, that he does his comedy specials with Netflix and they've always been good to him. I, I, I want to say it was each, there was some other streaming service that that was playing it other than Netflix. And, and he had said that, you know, he want you know, 
a, a lot of people want Dave Chappelle to come back to do TV again. And he had went to the stream. Was, oh, let's say, let's just say it was HBO, HBO Max or whatever. And HBO Max said, uh, no, nah, we don't want you. Like, we're not going to, you know, we, thank you for your pitch. Have a nice day. But then, like, HBO Max then goes and puts on the 2003 Chappelle show. And because of whatever deal. And he goes, you know, he already sold his soul to the devil. He sold his soul to Comedy Central. Uh, uh, you know, like, those those episodes... And this is, reminds me of like the stuff that happened with uh, with Megas XLR. And it's funny because they both came out pretty much at the same time. You know, these these contracts are made without understanding how big the internet was going to be in a couple of years. Um, you know, he has no actual claim for any kind of future internet. Uh, you know, so Comedy Central could do whatever the fuck they want with Chappelle Show, and he has he has no claim, and he doesn't get a fucking penny. You know, and some would say that's what you, that's the price you pay for selling your soul to the devil. Um, and so he, and so he goes, he goes, well, I went to Netflix and he goes, and I've worked with, I've been working for Netflix for years. And you know, the, I don't know if you know the rumors, but you know, Dave Chappelle makes like, you know, $70 million fucking doing his, his Chappelle comedy special Netflix. And, uh, and like Netflix goes, Oh, you have a problem with it? We'll take it off right now. And they took it off. And, and I guess like it was like HBO Max that was sort of like, well, fuck you. And he's like, well, let me get this straight. I came to you for a new show. You don't want it, but you want my old show. And so he, he told – and so once again, he's telling this in long form, 18 minutes long. And he tells people, he goes, I want you to boycott the Chappelle show. <laughs> <laughs> and you think he's the guy who made the show and you know, it was his baby and that's what made him fucking famous and he goes he goes I'm not getting a dime from that show anywhere anytime you see it from this point on and if you like me and you want to support me and you want me to fucking keep doing what I'm doing every time you see the Chappelle show watch a different show <laughs> you know you see it don't watch it and it was a very very bold and interesting uh, sec, you know thing because it was called Unforgiven and it was, once again it, was, it wasn't necessarily funny you know I would have hated it if I fucking paid money and I, all I got was a 20 minute fucking speech on not to watch Chappelle show on Netflix. Um, but it was it was it was pretty fucking interesting. And you know, and and once again, uh with all these streaming services, this is why I still have DVDs. I still have Chappelle show season one and season two uh, <laughs> the box sets. So, you know, I, I could watch them whenever the fuck I like. Netflix can't take it away from me. David Chappelle can't take it away from me. You know, it just comes down to me not having a DVD player, which I'll always have some sort of deep uh, around. Uh, anything else you want to add before we uh, close up? No, I'm Let's good. Let's wrap this up. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, please visit two strangers one podcast.com and net where you can find all things show related. You can find links to our iTunes I, uh, iTunes page. You can find iTunes if you have iPhone, iPad, iPod. You can download it, listen to them anywhere and everywhere. Uh, I do all my listening on the Stitcher app. If you don't have an iPhone, iPad, iPod, uh, on the Stitcher app, that's S T I T C H E R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. I say Android devices. It's actually for all fucking devices, uh, but that's where I listen to. That's the funny thing. Like right now, uh, Spotify does that thing where it, it takes all the music you listened to in the past year. It kind of gives you a breakdown, and then it says like, you know, you've listened to two podcasts this whole year, and it's like, motherfucker, I listen to tons of podcasts, but I don't listen to them on Spotify. I like Spotify; uh, they're the home of Joe Rogan, so I kind of have to listen to them on. But then again, I usually end up when I when I do listen to Joe Rogan, I usually just wait till I watch it on YouTube. Um, so it was so funny to see like you've listened to you know eighty thousand hours worth of music and two podcasts, <laughs> uh, but I, Stitcher is my go-to. Um, I have their app on the phone. The, the app is a little laggy. I, you know, if, if I could fucking reach out to the Stitcher people, I would say, 
you know, why is it when I turn on the app, it's like I push the button. And once, like, once it loads up, it's responsive. But, like, you turn it on and, like, kind of staring at it. And I'm not exaggerating for, like, 22 to 28 seconds, you know, because <laughs> I sit there and I count because I got nothing nothing else better to do while I'm sitting on the toilet taking a shit. Um so I, but I listen to my podcasts on the Stitcher app, S T I T C H E R. Um, but if you want to go directly to the source, you can, uh, find us on SoundCloud. You can download the episodes directly off of SoundCloud. So for whatever reason, you still have uh, an iPod from 2008 and you want to download your, your podcast individually and put them on a device, uh, you could do so. Just go to SoundCloud, SoundCloud, search for Two Strangers One Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Two Strangers One Podcast. Oh! spelled out and uh, we want your money we need your money but until i set up a patreon which is one of those things that is probably i don't know ever going to happen because we could barely get episodes out uh but if i could set up if i could set up a patreon uh but until we set that up patreon it takes two seconds to like and share this episode it takes two seconds to like and share our page on your on your page so these are good guys i'm gonna fucking give them a shot hey check these guys out there um you could do so just by sharing and liking us on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at uh, at Stranger Podcast. Uh, there isn't that much activity on the Twitter. Pretty much just whenever we drop episodes. Um, uh, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. Unfortunately, uh, with 2020 being the way it is, I don't know where the hell Oscar's at. Uh, you know, Oscar fucking fell off the earth. Because when, when did we have? Did I have? Did we have the Strangers thing this year? Was our anniversary this year? Or had all you guys in the in the library? Uh, it feels like fucking a million years ago. No, it was no, it was it was, it was last year. year? Yeah, it probably was like because it was because yeah. the you know the anniversary is 420 and we were well into the fucking it was like end of March. When, when things started to really lock down yeah gee. but yeah i mean uh, you know oscar's fallen off the fucking face of the earth so we haven't we haven't heard from super fan oscar but if you want to write to us and give us any feedback you can reach out to us at uh two strangers one podcast at gmail.com i'm looking at right now and it's all these like oh would you like to monetize your podcast would you like to would you like to sign off your fucking soul see that's all this shit this is exactly what fucking dave Chappelle says you know, what happened to him yeah sure send you know sign your podcast over to us and you know we'll make 30 cents off of it and give you a nickel um hey nickels will nickel uh, let's see. And you can go to YouTube and any videos, any episodes that are not on SoundCloud, you can find it on YouTube. And you can find my songs on YouTube. You can find my audiobook on YouTube. Uh, like I said, I have like three albums worth of music. My audiobook, Odd I See Itself and Road, is on there. You can buy my book. Double jackpot at lulu.com, but you'll hear that commercial in a second. Basically, he just wants you to buy his yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's part of the whole reason this whole podcast started was to make a podcast so like people like hear what hear me and want to buy my book. I'm, I'm working on some other projects, something that's very close to I don't want I don't it's not for release, but you know uh, you know you know it's 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 beyond beyond the book, but. You know, it's the I'm I'm working on other things right now that are fucking super duper cool. As much as I love this podcast, you know, there's other you know you can love your other babies. And uh, you know, I did the music for a little while, and I really enjoyed the music. And one day I'll go back to that. Uh, But I'm doing other stuff now, and it's pretty fucking cool. So, Um, I think with that, acquiesce before to you, sir. All right, now that that, uh, Chris is done talking (laughs) about himself, um, you can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. You can email me, paulpascrillo at tunamifaithful.com. 
you can hear me on the Toonami FIFA podcast. Uh, that's available on every single app, podcast app there is. I made sure of that. So, Oh, by the way, we are on Spotify. I don't know if Chris mentioned that. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you can find the Toonami FIFA podcast on every single app as well. So please do listen to me there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. All right. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Don't be a stranger. Wait, I I messed that up. Uh, wow, right. you messed that I mean, up. Okay. We certainly hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. Paul. Peace. Wait, wait. Who says peace? Oh my God! You oh. see, how can I fuck that up? Okay, take three. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I'm out of it also. We certainly hope you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers of One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. <laughs> Don't time. be a stranger. Peace. Bye. You should be fapping. Especially. <laughs> especially in this pandemic. Clearly. That was better to do but the... Right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double that? jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. (laughs) (laughs) Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. Him, honey. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist, Lynette. I, 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 oh, fucking. Are you oh, sure God. I didn't write this? <laughs> uh, I, I, it sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Oh, I, I got to meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show, I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. 
L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal, video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex but... sells. Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.